0: Welcome to episode 23 for 2023. Happy
1: New Year, you guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. How convenient that we planned episode 23 on the first podcast of 2023. I didn't even know that we did that. Kathy, you're amazing. (laughs) It's the magic of marketing. I don't know how these (laughs) things happen
0: sometimes. (laughs) It's definitely fun. That last episode that we had where we did the live stream with Adam on youtube that was so much fun that was just like the icing on the cake of 2022 working with you guys i just feel like cadence had an amazing year and i'm so excited for what we have coming up next
2: yep totally yep very excited to come into this year i think it's going to be really good
0: yeah i think so too and you have a little bit of news ben with cadence blocks 3.0 beta that just came out
2: yep Yeah, you can get it now from one of our landing pages. We'll post a link. This is not something to use on a production site, but it is going to give people a chance to play around with it and see really, I think part of it is going to ease people's mind on like the backward compatibility part that we're really, really working to make sure that this is not a chore for you once it pushes live, like you'll just literally be able to go live when it's released and nothing will change in your site, but you will have a whole bunch of extra cool features, a new user interface, and I'm really excited to get people using it. We've already gotten some feedback and I've been going through that this morning. We'll even have a next version of the first version of a beta release out today. So
0: Today. Wow. Super exciting. That's, awesome. That's really cool. And Hannah, did you see that Jake Full, one of our good friends who's very active in the Cadence group,
1: did you see what he did last night? Ben releases it. And within- I was like, maybe six hours. I don't know. I was like, Jake, you're a wizard. He has this 25 minute video out showing all the new features and thinking about it. And I'm like, Jake, you're amazing. But I also have no idea how he managed to do that so quickly. No idea. It's just like, did he forego
0: dinner? And did he like just lock himself in a room and really had to <laughs> study had to study an application that has a lot of different changes in it and identify where all of those changes were. I don't know how he did it. Secret, I'm going to be watching it. (laughs) Marketing people will be watching this to learn from you, Jake. So thank you so much for making our job a little bit easier. You are amazing. So I'm super excited about that and so excited for Being able to release this fully so that everybody can start using all of these amazing tools right in their WordPress dashboard. Just seeing so many more people coming into the Cadence community and getting really excited about working with WordPress with Cadence that it really is changing a lot of people's experiences with using the block editor. And I am so here for it. Thank you, Ben.
2: Yeah, it's exciting. And this is a really good launching pad to start the year off because... From here, we do a whole lot of new things, new blocks and stuff that are going to build on top of it. So getting this structure in place, it's really exciting for me. This means the next phase of like innovation gets to come into blocks where we start creating new stuff, and that's going to be really fun.
0: That's so cool. I know the form block isn't a part of this initial beta release. Is it eventually going to be a part of 3.0, or is it going to be like a three-dot type of thing?
2: The plan is still that it's part of 3.0. I think things can change over the next couple weeks, but I would assume it's still going to be part of 3.0.
0: That's really cool. I'm really excited about that because I know that's going to be a real innovation that's going to help a lot of people create more of those data-driven types of applications that open up an entirely new world of building a website. I'm just super geeked about that. But today... I wanted to talk about, this is one of Kathy's cooking in the kitchen over Christmas ideas. And, you know, I had to do some shopping and stuff online mostly for Christmas. And I had a number of interesting customer service experiences. And I'm like, you know what? Cadence has, and this is one of the things that I love about Cadence is that this team has a philosophy of customer service and customer support that goes above and beyond. And there's a number of brands that do that really well. And I wanted to highlight what about customer service that we've experienced kind of out in the world has delighted us. And how does that inform how we do customer service? you guys have any examples of like exemplary customer support or service that you guys have received?
2: Yeah, there's definitely like, there's one occasion I can think of where we were stuck in an airport. And this really came down to a single gate agent and not really the entire company, but it was United. And... This gate agent had pity on me, I don't know, but spent an hour after she was supposed to be done trying to figure out our flight situation and ended up getting us what the best she could do, which, you know, wasn't great. And a lot of times when you fly, it's not like they can just roll in a private jet and be like, we're going to get you there. But that was one where a real person took way more time than they should have to try to figure out every possible way in which they could help us and even stayed longer than their shift to do it. And that was the kind of customer service that you always want to hear about. I think for me in general, the best customer service stuff is preemptive and not like I had a problem and so I needed customer service. When you go to a restaurant and the waiter is giving you what you need, but not more telling you what is important, guiding you as much as you want, Really interactive, or the experiences when you go to a hotel and they have a note already on your bed and chocolates and things like that. All that kind of like, this is just what we do, it's already set out in front of you. That kind of stuff, I think it's like it just makes the whole thing feel amazing, even though you never had to go and talk to someone and be like, hey, I have this problem or whatever. The more that you can set that up almost in advance, we want to take care of you and we want to open up the door. It's like all the companies who ask me a million times, can I do anything for you? And I'm like, no, it's good. I'm like, I wish I had a problem, but I don't. So yeah, you're fine. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. kind of thing.
0: So like treat you like a Kardashian before you're even there. Just expect that a Kardashian is showing up and then Ben shows up. But you're kind of like a Kardashian, right? (laughs) No,
2: I'm not. It's
0: just like this (laughs) (laughs) expectation.
2: Don't put that on me.
0: it's it's way different than like staying at Motel 6, right? Motel 6, you're just there. Okay, just let me sleep. Make sure my neighbors aren't annoying or whatever. But it's like there's some experiences where you just want to be treated well. You want to have sort of a higher tier experience. And if you're paying a lot, it, there's an expectation of that, I think. There's tons of brands that do that really well. I know Nordstrom has had pride in being just exemplary with their customer support not so much at Nordstrom Rack, but (laughs) where it's just kind of a free-for-all in the racks, right? But when you're going to Nordstrom and you're having an experience there and you're buying really top-tier kinds of clothes, making sure that they fit very well, making sure that if it needs any kind of alteration, that that's an opportunity that exists for you and just going above and beyond. Hannah, do you have any other experiences that you've had where maybe somebody has gone above and beyond and made your experience amazing?
1: Yeah. I mean, to add on to like chocolate at a hotel i think for all airbnb owners out there it is so nice when you walk into an airbnb and there's a bottle of wine on the table and then like nice shampoo in the shower and like it's just has these little homey touches like snacks and like also a list of like things that you would actually want to do where you're staying and not like here's random things that no one cares about these local touches so nice And I stayed at an Airbnb recently that had all those things. And I was like, yes. And I gave them a five-star review. And yeah, it was amazing. Another experience I had recently, and I actually hate that I'm talking about this. Through the month of December, I like boycotted Amazon. I was like, I'm not buying gifts on Amazon. I want to support local. Except for one person on my list wanted this specific thing on Amazon. So the one thing I bought on Amazon, he never got it. And I was like, what the heck? So I like go online. And there's like a picture, it says it was delivered. There's a picture of their door, my brother's door. And I was like, it says it's there. And like, there was a photo. And he was like, that's so weird. I literally never saw it, like did not come. They searched the house, never found it. So I emailed Amazon, I'm like, someone must have stole it. Send a message. And within five minutes, they have a replacement coming. And even though they have a picture of it being on their door, no questions asked. So just, oh, you didn't get it? Okay. And then there's another one coming. I'm like, frick. That's why Amazon is who they are. Like, yeah, that's amazing, you know, stuff like that. I still don't love supporting Amazon, but that did make me feel like they deserve this service because that's really nice.
0: Yeah. You never really have much of a touch point with an Amazon person, but they they definitely do take care of you and making sure that you get what you bought. And mm-hmm. if you're not happy with it, that it's super easy to return it although my return is always at Whole Foods and then I end up spending $100 at Whole Foods because I can't go there without <laughs> spending $100. So, so they real. get me anyway. They do have such exemplary customer service and it's so important to their brand. Do you Could you imagine if that experience happened to you, Hannah, and your brother had it on their doorstep and, and they tried to argue with you about it and didn't take care of you? Mm-hmm. There'd be a conversation somewhere about that and yep. that conversation really shines a light on the brand in a certain way Mm -hmm. so important do you guys have chick-fil-a do you go to chick-fil-a the lord's
1: chicken (laughs) (laughs) chick-fil-a is incredible
2: we just got one in missoula like a month ago did you yeah chick-fil-a in missoula Um, they're
1: incredible the people who work at chick-fil-a are the nicest people it's like they're like only nice people can work here and so that's they must market that somehow our little brother works at you and we give him such a hard time because do you you know they have to say my pleasure mm-hmm. and so we'll be like oh is it your pleasure to hang out with us today <laughs> like everything we like you would think the joke is for sure gotten old but it's still funny because <laughs> we're like yeah it's your pleasure to do this for us thank you this is so funny oh my gosh he'll probably
0: have that follow him for the rest of his life. Good job, yeah, guys. That's, that's what siblings are for. <laughs> but I love well, going to places like that.
2: Yeah. And that in particular is so ingrained in him because he has to say it so many times yeah. a day that it can come out even when he's not Chick-fil-A. like, yeah. he's ingrained to say, like, it's my pleasure. Like, anytime someone says thank you. So,
0: that is so funny. They do a good job, though. In and Out is another one that. We have an in and out because we're like the last stop out of Texas. And so in and out does that. Like wherever the last stop is, like there's a cluster of in and outs, and wherever the last town is, the last exit, they put an in and out there. So it's like mm-hmm. always like the longest line of people coming in from Oklahoma for mm-hmm. <laughs> for their in and out. But the people there are also extremely polite. And it's just part of the culture, right? It's part mm-hmm. of who they are and it's part of their identity. And you know, the burgers. Well, I personally like them. I'm not much of a burger eater, but In-N-Out is
1: one that I will make an
0: exception for. For Um, a fast
1: food burger, they're pretty good.
0: They are. But they're not like, oh my gosh, drop everything. To me, I'm like, it's nice that it's here. Being an ex-Californian for a while, I just enjoy the people and I enjoy the vibe. And it's not like there's there's no extensive menu. It's just like a few things and Mm -hmm. some secret like animal fries type of stuff. But it's the people.
1: I'm there for the people and yeah. the experience. Trader Joe's is another one. Yeah. Trader Joe's is an amazing grocery store shopping experience. They're so nice. They always ask you how your day is. And they're helpful and kind. And everything in the store is just nice and clean. And like, it's just nice. If you like compare, like I'll, sometimes I'll do like a long shopping trip, and new Winco and Trader Joe's. And they're just very different.
2: Yeah.
1: So Trader Joe's is amazing. <laughs>
0: Winco. That's another thing we have here is a Winco where it's just like, yeah, you're not even gonna get to use your credit card here. You're getting stuffed dirt <laughs> job. It's just like I feel feel like I'm stacking up for the apocalypse every time I shop. Sure. But they have great prices on certain things. They do. There's nobody around for customer service and but no. um there for the price not the service and some some people and some brands can get away with that kind of thing but if you're really looking to like grow and scale a business i think you have to start thinking about why your business isn't business to begin with and that is you need money and the decision that money is going to end up in your account is coming from a person not a robot And so putting the customer first in the decisions that you make is incredibly important. Apple is another one that historically has just been amazing with customer service. Mm -hmm. I've been an Apple customer forever. First pod way back in the day, and I sweated all over it and ruined it. And they sent me a new one, that kind of stuff, where it's just like, if your Apple product isn't working, they find a way to make it work for you and look at how well that's worked for them any other ones you guys have had good
1: experiences with i've always had good experiences with rei they're really kind and taking returns without any questions asked yeah i feel like i feel really confident purchasing from rei because i know if i don't like this it's no problem or if i use it and it doesn't work they'll take it back so they're they're a big one
2: i think when you look at what makes good customer service it's like policy is a huge part of it like Is your policy customer focus, customer first, the policy that you would want if you were a customer of the company versus there's a lot of policy like limited return time, almost like traps type policy of like, we don't want to expose ourselves to risk or to like abuse. Versus customer first policy, which is like, we're going to be abused. (laughs) Like that's a given. People are going to take advantage of this. They're going to return things that really they shouldn't return. And yet they can pull that off because they've been able to understand that like, if they can put a customer first policy in place, customers will come and purchase from them. When you're thinking about how do you implement good customer service for whatever your company or whatever, I think policy has to be like, one of the first things you'd look at is like, what's going to be our policy and is it going to be customer first or not? And then it's the training part. Like how do we train our Mm -hmm. staff to really think about your job? It's not to bring up groceries. It is to make sure that the person in front of you feels like you were present and happy to serve them and happy to help them get their groceries. And like Mm -hmm. when you can change that dynamic, because I I worked at Subway for three years when I was a teenager and I was rude would be like, generally I was nice, but I could be extremely rude. I mean, it's amazing what you find out about yourself when you get a job. I started there at 14 and I can remember being like so annoyed at people who came up and didn't know what they wanted because then they'd hold up the line and they'd be wasting my time. And it was like, such a backwards type of thinking. This is all about me and getting me being able to get your sandwich done quick versus like them and them having a pleasant experience at like getting food and having lunch or whatever. But I can remember feeling that way and that largely because of there was a lack of training and I thought I was there to make sandwiches really fast, you know, versus like sure making an experience for the person coming. And so I think that's yeah. a huge deal is making sure that your team is really in focus of we are trying to make this whatever it is that our customers succeed
0: it's it really comes from from leadership setting a priority of what the values are right because it is the value to make as many sandwiches as possible or is the value to make sure your customer is happy and wants to come back and order a sandwich tomorrow mm-hmm. so what's the value mm-hmm. that the company is yep. showcasing with every single conversation because yep. you know if if you had instead just like okay this person's taking a taking some time and you just like crack a few jokes and ask them how their day was and well maybe not distract them too much because okay come on is it a, <laughs> what sandwich do you want right but but being able to have some kind of like personal touch there then that person you know finishes their sandwich and Ben was so nice to me I'm gonna go have another sandwich and he yeah. really made this well and <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of times the purchase experience, they could go anywhere for a sandwich, but the purchase experience can really inform my husband was like that if he had a good customer service experience. Like if we went to a restaurant and he felt like he was treated really well, oh my gosh, we're never going anywhere ever again. And like, please, can we just try the new place? (laughs) No, we're going back. There was one place in Arizona called, um, gosh, what was it? Twisted Italian. And he made friends with the owner and oh my gosh, it's the only place we ever went. It was a good (laughs) thing they had decent food. He was such a loyal customer because he had good experiences Mm -hmm. with the people there. And the food was good. If the food was rotten, then that would be a different story. But that the the values of leadership really trickle down because employees are there. They they want to make you happy, right? They want to make leadership happy mm-hmm. because that's where their money's coming from. So if you show them that you're going to reward them because a customer is having a good experience, they're going to do that. So it really does come from leadership. Well, ben, what made you so relentless in pursuing excellent customer support for Cadence?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in large part, it was based on what I would want. So there's the practical side of like, I knew that if I was going to someone else, I would want good customer support. But I also felt like, especially in WordPress, I mean, really, we talk about it in all these brands, but like, there is such an opportunity to be helpful with people using WordPress, especially people who are not professionals at it, people who are trying to learn. There's just such an opportunity when you can be like, I'm not going to turn you away. I'm going to do what I can to help you. I just felt like that was the the approach was to just really try to shine as best we could and offering support and always trying to go above and beyond. And Even doing custom stuff, we've written tons and tons of custom code for our customers because for us, it's like we're in business to help you be successful online. And that is part of it. So I always took it as like Cadence is a service to help people be successful versus just a product suite or like software. And so, yeah, from the get go, it was how do I make the best experience I can. And, you know, there's also a ton of other like practical reasons to be heavily involved in customer service that were, I didn't think about going into it, but were huge wins and like still massive wins. And that is feedback. To know what customers expect and where they're having trouble. You don't find that information out unless you really dive in and offer customer support that people want to use versus customer support that they don't want to use. So, Getting the kind of feedback that we've gotten and insight and feature requests, that stuff is so invaluable to help dictate everything that we're doing. So to me, I don't, I'm never worried about running blind into new feature requests or running blind into like, we're gonna develop this thing and hopefully like customers want it because it's generally some kind of innovation on what customers are requesting already and what we're already aware of from in the support, from talking to people. I think it's crucial If in this situation to get really hands on with, with customers, I think where we're trying to figure out is how do we better optimize the front end of customer service? Like get you the things you need before you ask, get you the videos, get you the, the help before you even need it. Because Cadence started as like a side project. And basically ever since we launched our first product, it's been, almost like just try to keep up with support. Like just try to keep up. That's like, gotta be the goal here. And at some point we're going to turn this corner where we're like, we're doing more than keeping up. We're actually getting ahead of what they're asking and really starting to push stuff. And we've done a lot of that. I mean, to say we haven't, is not really accurate, but it's definitely at times felt like all we're doing is just trying to keep up and make sure that we're getting people a response yeah, I mean, and to me, that's always been anyone that's using our product. We do offer a different channel for premium support, but we do free support and we always have and we always will. If you're using any of our products, you're not going to be ghosted by us or like anything like that.
0: Right. And that that's not to say that you're never going to have a, somebody asking a question that you're always going to have the answers. There's going to be plenty of times when you don't have an answer or it's just like an edge case where... Someone's asking for something that could be a feature, but it's not really going to fit with where we're going as a business. And you're going to have to say no, and you're going to have to have boundaries. And a lot of support is having some like healthy boundaries of what you will and will not do, what you will and want to answer. But that's kind of dev anyway. You have to make some decisions on that.
2: Yeah. Our policy has always been do what we can, even when we know for a fact it's not our issue like we do a lot of support for hosting companies and things like that because people just don't know what's causing the problem and it's not very helpful to say well we can't recreate it right so like we've we always try to go in above and beyond and be like well let's try to problem solve this is you know what are the host settings and things like that or other plugins or all of that and there is a point though where like uh, our policy is to go above and beyond but there comes a point at which we have to be like we can't build your website for you or code custom, really custom stuff. And there's a point at which we go like, that's going to need a dev. And I mean, the response is usually good. People understand they need to know, oh, that kind of thing requires a custom dev work. I didn't know that. But now that I do, I can assess how important this is to me and my website and things like that. So I think we're always trying to go as far as we can, understanding that there there's always a limit.
0: Right, Hannah. I'd like to ask you about community as a support because we have this community that's woo ten thousand people, for reals this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. just today, there was like a crazy influx of people. I, I think it's the beta release, uh, but the, the, it's a very vibrant, active community. And support happens there. But officially, we don't provide support on social media Mm -hmm. because it just can't be done. We sometimes need sensitive information. And for security purposes, Mm -hmm. it's just not a good idea. But oftentimes people are like, how do I do this with Cadence? And support happens there. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how support and community kind of work together?
1: Yeah, I think actually our Facebook group has become a primary place where people have gotten support, but not necessarily from us who work at Cadence, from people who work within Cadence and who have their own Cadence products. And whether they're just wanting to help people out, I also know it's been a huge marketing place for other people, you know, just answering questions and then kind of getting side gigs for themselves, which is awesome. Like that's kind of what we want it to be. But it's amazing. I mean, people really, they really feel invested. Like I think when people are getting to answer questions on behalf of Cadence, then they feel their own investment in the company. And that's something that I feel like, like even just the fact that we offer a beta version of a lot of our products, I think is huge because people are like, oh, I get to test this. I get to dive in and be invested or I get to submit this feature request and if it's fulfilled. then it's like, they get to take credit for that. Like, oh, this was my idea. And people get to have these, like, give us feedback and we actually like, we actually use their feedback and and make changes based on what people are telling us. And I think that's huge. I think just opening the door for people to be deeply invested in Cadence has been a huge area of success for us.
0: It has. And it's not just been successful, I think, for us, but because of the solutions that we have, like Cadence Cloud and Cadence Mm -hmm, Child being built, we have all of these other people who are like, oh, well, I'm going to use this for me, but I'm also going to create these amazing libraries. So we have a number of different people yeah. who are doing that. And they're in there providing support for Cadence. And people are having that same kind of positive experience that they would have with Chick-fil-A with Mm. Jake Full or Michelle Noonan, who both have their design libraries that they sell, Mm -hmm. but they're helping, you know, here's the custom CSS that'll fix that particular thing. And so they're providing service before they ever even make a sale. But that's like such good marketing and support Mm -hmm. and marketing just kind of go, in my mind, they go hand in hand. It it is next to impossible to market something where there isn't customer support, where you can't... Me, I can't sell something. <laughs> and let, like if I'm going to go buy a car, I want to make sure that at least it's got a warranty for a few years. And if anything terrible happens or if there's a recall, I want to know about it and I want that taken care of. D- to be able mm-hmm. to say that you're going to sell something and not support it, just it, it's antithetical to the way I think. And I'm turning into a rant and I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to really highlight the fact <laughs> That marketing and support work so well together. I, If I need a content idea, I will go poke around and see what customers are asking about. And then, Hannah, you do the same thing, too. People are asking about this thing. Can we write a post about it? And and so support informs marketing. But, Ben, you're also telling us, too, that support informs dev and, and helps you decide what's going to be in those products. So support just it can never be like this siloed thing. It has to be integrated with the entirety of of the brand, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, at least for us, like everyone that works in Cadence does support in terms of like at some level, we're all involved. And we yeah. all, I want to make sure yeah. we're all keeping involved.
0: Yeah. But it, it comes with a cost. Can we talk about the cost of customer support and sort of like, what you see as the ROI of doing that?
2: The basic one is like for you, you. We support our free customers, and we have tons of free customers, and so there, there's everything. There is cost. There is no like mm-hmm. uh, way to uh, say, well, this customer paid us this much, so we can spend this much time with them, or any, you know, anything like that. In the end, you're just going off of the understanding that like companies with good customer service get customers and get referrals, and that is how you make it. And if you can't get customers, you're, you're not going to be able to afford anything, much less support. So I think there is a cost. I think you do have to be completely free to look at your policies and go, how can we make this work? But you will do yourself damage if you turn your policies against your customers. So I think in the end, you have to find a way to make it work where you can offer support. And Some of that is getting ahead and getting a lot of really good information in front of the user or a lot of good training for everyone that you have. There's a lot of ways you can speed up support using tools where you're dealing with questions that come a lot or things like that, where you can give quick answers, link to documentation. There's a lot of ways you can optimize it. And so I would go towards optimizing support versus trying to take it away. And then just note that like, this has to be part of our costs. It's it's marketing cost. Call it whatever you want to. Yeah. It's but it's important and you can't do business without it.
0: Right. Yeah. I see it as absolutely essential to to the brand. And I think some of the examples that we gave at the start of the podcast really underscore that. We're we're talking about those companies. Not nobody's paying us to talk about them. There's no affiliate relationship. There's nothing going on. We just had good experiences. And what are we doing? We're talking about them and using them as specific examples of how good customer service informs our brand perception and our brand understanding. And, you know, here's the other thing. So I had this crazy thing happen with a YouTube video that I made. Just a crazy thing. And all these people who are very concerned about LastPass start asking me questions about what to do. Do I ghost them just because I'm not selling a password manager (laughs) I've got no business interest in here whatsoever. But I made a video and therefore I made a commitment to everybody who comments on that, that I'm going to help answer their questions so they understand this situation a lot better. So that's customer service. It's not serving me in any way whatsoever. But you know what it's attached to? It's attached to my own values, my own personal brand, um, which is important. You know, I I Mm -hmm. wouldn't want anybody to ever come across anything that I've ever published and say, she just published this and there's no answers. There's no, there's no community acknowledgement there. Uh, So that was really important to me. And it's taken a lot of time because that video went kind of crazy, but it's important. And you know what that ends up doing? It means that when I then published another video about, Hey, and I will, about hey let's do this cool thing fun thing with cadence people are like oh that Kathy lady she was kind of nice and interesting and she made it so easy to understand and they're going to watch the cadence video and they're going to watch you know any other video that i if i if i have that idea of customer service with anything that i do publicly i think that's really important to consider as well that if a company i like i couldn't work for a company that had a situation where they just did not value the customers. It just would not vibe with who I am. My soapbox moment.
2: I love
1: it. I would just like to add that Kathy made this video on Christmas morning while making pie. (laughs) Like who's thinking about LastPass on Christmas morning? It's incredible. Kathy's amazing. Watch the video. (laughs) She's becoming a YouTube all-star. Yeah,
0: I I told my daughter last night she was being kind of a stinker, and I said, you know, my name does start with a K, and that means I could be a Kardashian, and so you better treat me like the influencer that I am. Oh my god! And she told me I needed a facelift if I was going to be a Kardashian. <laughs> so. I, I should apologize Shoot. now to the world for my daughter when I unleash her. <laughs> because she, is, she is as snarky as I can be, So, but she's awesome. It was fun. But yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting experience because I just, I just acted from inspiration. It was in my mind. I didn't have anything else work-wise to think about. I was making pie. It was a good pie too. But anybody can go out and do something like that. Just take your knowledge and be of service to the world. And that's what business is all about. And I think that's why this conversation really makes sense is because Cadence is not just software. Cadence is being of service to the WordPress world. And the philosophy of customer support that this particular brand has just makes me happy to work with you guys. Y'all, my Southern hospitality. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts about customer service? Anything we missed? I don't think so. Anything we should look forward to? I know Cadence Box Three. I mean, aren't you glad nobody's asking you when it's coming out now? Yeah. Well, now they're going to ask when the There's when, this, when oh, pro you
2: know, when pro's yeah. version of it comes out or when. Yeah, no. Everyone's It's asking. a never ending thing. Sometime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're working hard. We are working hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and making a lot of good progress, and I'm excited about it. So,
0: yeah. And I am too. Thank you so much, and thanks for this conversation. It was fun for me. So thanks to everybody who's watching. We are a video podcast now. Thanks for also humoring me with that because, I, you know, the YouTube thing. And for if you're listening, thanks for listening as well. We are so glad that you are here with us on the Cadence Beat, and we will talk to you next time.